the Deep Dive, episode 46, round 20 preview. How are you, Mr. Smith? I'm good, Trent. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. We just got out of our Beyond the Game uh, live show, which was pretty cool. So we just did a live show on Facebook, which you should definitely check out. How did you feel that went? Yeah, it was really good. Obviously, very different to the audio podcast. Yep. Got a couple of cameras staring the camera. at you. Yep. And <laughs> obviously, you can't be picking your nose or scratching your head. or Not that, not we, that we do that this, anyway, but no. you've got to be very conscious of We're naked, though. Body. So, yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it's a bit of fun, and we get to as we alluded to in the review. review this sorry, is the preview. this is a review. Yeah, you can tell. Getting tired. We get to talk about yeah. different areas that we'd love to talk about on the podcast, and we just don't get a chance. General so. stuff. Yeah, so definitely check it out. Beyond the game. So we've teamed up with those guys, and what it is, it's a live Facebook show that we're doing every Tuesday night at seven thirty Australian Eastern Standard Time. So yeah, as as you were saying, it's basically going over the overarching stuff we cover. A little bit of news as well. We also did a, a breakdown on the finalists upcoming as well. So I will actually this week put up uh, an audio version of it so you guys can get kind of an idea of, of what it's like. But it is definitely a bit more of a visual medium, but you'll be able to follow it obviously audio wise. But we do kind of look at the ladder and all sorts of different stuff and just cover stuff that's a bit better visual. But then we also go through like, you know, McLaughlin having a complete mare and all sorts of different stuff. So yeah. it's a bit of fun and it's, you know, it's good to also get through some audience questions too because obviously with the length of the episodes that we do doing the audience questions would be really hard on top of everything we do as well so we we, we isolate a good sort of 15-20 minutes at the end of the Facebook live show to answer questions so if you do have anything that you want to ask about anything we're more than happy to, to go through it then yeah absolutely it's an extension of what we've been doing for yeah. the best part of the year on the podcast exactly so massive thanks to our mates at Hopster Home so I'm sure those guys are busy packing away the August pack so that'll get mailed out pretty soon so Hopster Home if you haven't heard it podcast before is a sponsor of ours and a really good couple of guys from Melbourne doing a a craft beer delivery service so it works like a subscription service so what they do is they put together packs every month they buy craft beer from all across the country lots of different uh, small breweries big breweries different styles and they pack them together in a succinct pack every month so you can get different size ones but it is a monthly subscription and they've got some really interesting stuff in there you get tasting notes as well and they've got a, a special on at the moment on top of all of that so their prices are really good they're really really competitive and they're already very competitive to going to a bottle shop and buying quality craft beer but on top of that it's um it's delivered which is great and obviously very convenient the special we've got on at the moment is so if you put on their website in the promo code afl deep dive you get 25 dollars off the pack which yeah. is which is great. which is great yeah absolutely that's it's really uh, nice of them to offer that and well, we've had a bunch of listeners you know really get around that so definitely check them out hopsterhome.com.au they're a really really smart business and a, and a small business so they're really worth you know investing in if you're wanting to get some some fresh beer because it's uh yeah it's tough out there there's a lot of uh, massive so much to choose from now dominating as well. the market so yeah it's hard to pick and choose what you're going to have as tasters so let these couple of guys they're fairly expert in their field they'll put a pack together for you, you can big pack or a small pack check out some of the different stuff from around the country obviously exploded in melbourne a few years ago taken off in new south but there's stuff out of canberra tassie wa everywhere is doing craft now so yeah get on it and support the boys that's it so hopstahome.com.au definitely check it out so we're going to head straight into the round because we've got so much to chat about so massive round coming up huge huge round round 20 home stretch now we've only got a month to go so on the friday night richmond versus the cats first versus eighth a massive game. Richmond have won five, uh, four out of the last five. So they're obviously, you know, been the form team through obviously a lot of the year. So first versus eight, the Cats been a bit better of late, won the last two, won three out of the last five. In a bit better form, you know, good result at the end of last round. Sydney coming out with their loss and, you know, them coming in. So, yeah, interesting scenario at the G. How do you see this playing out? Yeah, this should be an absolute belter. I think, obviously, the Tigs are playing very good football and will have the upper hand based on the fact that what's worked for them for the last 12 months is to continue to work. Yeah. So they're, they're established in their game plan they've got lots of pace uh they know each other extremely well Geelong on the other hand they're starting to really gel so that holy trinity uh, is starting to come to fruition they're starting to get some injured players back although they lost a couple Hawkins is in career best form he's 
Obviously, if you haven't been watching the last two weeks, he's kicked fourteen, uh, two bags of seven. He's been the good. forward of the of the last month, really, because yeah. even before that, he was still fantastic. Yeah, so. so I think it's funny how they're very different in the way that they go about their game, and it'll be interesting to see if Geelong can go with their natural game plan and expose the back half of Richmond with someone like Tomahawk. Yeah, so the the main thing with Richmond, we'll start with Richmond. The main thing with Richmond in terms of ins and outs, so. Prestia with the rib so if you did miss that news it's you know he, he's not going to play so he had the the rib issue from last week against the Cats with that collision with Travis Varco so Ellis as well is a small possibility that he doesn't play there's a bit of talk around that at the moment but the, the, the Cats and, and Richmond they both seem to actually be starting to get to you know an okay position in terms of injuries Cats still a little bit underdone uh, obviously need radical air and people like that to yeah. come back but yeah, Richmond still look pretty good I, I, I think they're going to remain relatively unchanged obviously they'll bring somebody in for Prestia they've, they've got options like you it's it's hard you would have thought that Bolton would come in so shy Bolton but he's actually going to be unavailable due to a um, an injury but yeah, yeah. Butler's still undeclared so he's not going to yeah, come Yeah, and then Hawley as well is not going to play. So it, it is an interesting scenario. Rance as well, there's a little bit of talk that he might have a bit of a, a sore glute. But yeah, you'd think that, look, they, they'll, they'll be okay. Father and son, uh, Nash might be a chance as well for Richmond. There's a few. I mean, Callum Moore, I would have thought, has got to be a big chance to come in. So he kicked five in the VFL. You would have thought maybe they give Gareth yeah. Wade another chance as well. We really like his game. Recently, and then the other one's Miles too. Yeah, look, that's the beauty of this this club at the moment, and then the squad that they've got, uh, they could bring in anyone from that yeah. VFL uh, team for the last month that will do their bit. Uh, they obviously Dion Presti is a very very good player when he's up and about. But they won but without him. They can win without him yeah. exactly. And you, I mean, if you've looked at the VFL ladder, Richmond have only lost two games for the whole year. Yeah. Their percentage of one hundred eighty-seven or something. So they've got enough players to come in and fill that void left there by Presti. And I think they will win in a really enticing game. I think it'll be about two goals. They'll win by about twelve or thirteen points. Yeah, I mean, when I when I said before, you know, some they'll bring someone in. I don't mean to be flippant, but it, it is really a situation of they've obviously got so much talent on this list. I, I don't think it's going to matter as much. There could be a lot worse outs than Dan Prestia. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So let, let's have a look at Geelong. So Geelong, obviously, no Stewart. So Stewart was the you know the really key one, which is not ideal. But the good news is that injury is nowhere near as bad as first thought. Yeah. So that's really good. So you'd think maybe Jackson Thurlow or even Guthrie could be a Zach Guthrie. So the younger one might be a bit of a chance to come in as well. Yeah, it's interesting. Obviously, that that's the main deficiencies. You know, Stewart's been excellent down back, so that's yeah, not not ideal. So you'd think I, I would imagine it's it's interesting. What do they do with Jack Henry? So you know, I'm you know, does Henry sort of stay forward? Do they put Thurlow and or Guthrie? Yeah, it's interesting. But I, I yeah, I would have thought that, that they'll they'll be okay. I don't think it's a it's a massive problem. They're still capable of beating Richmond. I, I think yeah, I still you have to tip Richmond. Obviously, it's yeah. they've won eighteen in a row at this ground, so it's been played at the G. But yeah, I I just don't think you can consciously tip the Cats no, as harsh you, as that is. But yeah, but at the same time, you can't completely write them off either. Of course, they're not. such a good team. They'll, Richmond they'll are rise unbeatable. No. That's the thing. I think mean, I think. No, people need to realise there's no team this year that's completely unbeatable. I don't think Richmond are maybe at the G, and that could get proven throughout the year. But it does. It, it, look, I'm, I still think that it's going to come at some point. Yeah, they looked incredible against Collingwood, and then they completely ran over the top of them in the fourth quarter. So I, I kind of thought a few weeks back that they would beat Collingwood, but then lose this one. But after having seen the last couple of weeks, I, I just I don't. You just can't do it. Like <laughs> Richmond are in such good form, they look fantastic. So yeah. you'd think, yeah. I mean, the other, there's a few people sort of nipping at the heels with Geelong. It's obviously really hard to pick Geelong's ins and outs because they do kind of, you know, wait till the last minute. But Buzzer and a few of these guys, Murdoch even, it's very hard to know. I, I wonder, yeah, what they'll do. But I don't think it's going to make too much of a difference in terms of picking for me. I'm still going with the Tigs. Yeah, still going with the Tigs as well. And it'll probably be player management uh, issues or concerns at the, the Cats, the Cats. Obviously, 
obviously blooded a number of young players that have played several weeks in a row. Do they need a rest before finals? Who knows? Do they? I had a little bit of talk about throwing Selwood, Selwood back in the back line. We but, didn't talk about that in the review much. No, so I reckon we'll probably see a fair chunk of him play, this game playing in that back line. Well, you need to. I think the thing that Geelong were, and we spoke about this weeks ago, was the issue with Geelong was, you know, they've got so much polish in small sections of the ground. I think they ideally really need to spread that out. And given the, the issues they've had down back all year, mm. they've had no synergy, really. They've had Taylor in, Taylor out, Henderson only recently back. Yep. Stewart's been quite good and Chewy's been good. But yeah, let's, um yeah, but that that's going to be a factor. But I don't, yeah, I still think, yeah, who knows though, if they get started to get blared really quickly, the, the temptation to bring Selwood back on ball is obviously going to be yeah, there as well. Yeah. That's the thing. He's obviously such a good player and he's not that old. So... The other thing that's a factor on Friday night too is this 80% chance of rain. So big chance that, and obviously this is at the G, so big chance that this will be a bit of a, a wet ground and it might be a bit of a lockdown game as well. So it's looking like there's going to be rain actually during the game, not just okay. during the day. Yep. So you would think that hopefully not too much rain. It doesn't affect the you know the quality of the game so much. But yeah, I, I think I still think Richmond. I think Richmond's ability to lock it down and after having watched the Richmond Cats game not that long ago, it just felt like Richmond are 15, 20, uh, sorry, Geelong are 20, 15, 20 percent off. Yeah, being uh, able to keep up with them. I agree. Yeah, they'll be there for three quarters like most teams, and and that's and the big problem. They'll, they'll yeah, drop off. So uh, yeah, well we got it. You got to go with that. I, I don't think too many people outside of you know, massive cats fan will tip them, but they they are capable of doing it, and this and that would be fascinating for the season. Let's move into the Saturday game. So Hawks versus Essendon, massive game, another huge game at the one forty five time slot at the G. So no free to wear for this one. So massive game, obviously eleventh versus seventh. Uh, so Essendon still not in the great position on the ladder at eleventh, and then the Hawks sitting at seventh. So they've won. They've started to get back on the on the winners table. The Hawks they've won the last two and three out of the last five. And then Essendon, four out of the last five. So, obviously, you know, they've won eight out of the last ten if you really want to stretch it out. So, we don't generally go that far back. But with it, when it becomes something like that, it's that, obviously yeah, pretty wild. And absolutely. Essendon are, you know, looking like a very much a form team. And Hawks travelled last week. Essendon were here in Melbourne against uh, Sydney. So, no travel for them. So, yeah, that that might help them. And this is a very, very hard tip. How do you see this playing out? I mean, you saw the... You watched pretty carefully the, the Frio. Hawks game. Yeah, so yeah, both games, and I, and I saw a good chunk of the Swans Essendon game, and I guess to compare any team to Richmond, Essendon are playing that type of football. So the Swans were with them thereabouts to three quarters, and then they just dominated from halfway through the third quarter and into the last. So Essendon are obviously one of the fittest teams going around at the moment, and we all knew that they had plenty of pace, and it's on show at the moment. So they're going to cause Hawthorne all types of headaches. It's been a concern at Hawthorne for a couple of years. The pace is starting to get some young players into that team that have got some pace. TMI Miles, Warple, uh, John O'Rourke and the like. I just think it's going to be pretty tough to choose Hawthorne. Having said that, I liked your uh, theory around the teams that play Sydney well, it's and whether not, they... It's beginning to not be a theory. It's beginning to be a fact. So so that's the only little bit of confidence that uh, I've got going into this game. I'm going to... A, from a Hawthorne from perspective. From a perspective, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go live. I'm going to um, go and see the game because I'd really like to see how... It, both both teams structure up outside of watching on TV, what they do in the back and stuff like that, because I think it's very intriguing how these two teams are going about their, their footy at the moment. They're both playing pretty good football. Yeah. Hawthorne did really take yeah. the, the sword to Freo. It's just a little bit concerning that they, they did do some little things that are concerning when they come up against these sides. So it'll be interesting to see how they go against uh, the informed side in Essendon. And I think at the moment, Essendon for me. Yeah, I think Essendon too. I mean, the hard part for me is obviously Francis was, was great. And that, you know, they're starting to pull a couple of these guys in, which is, you know, really helping Essendon. I, the, the hard thing for me against any side when you're playing Essendon is they've got so many players that can, that can break the line. That's the big thing with, with Essendon. They've just got so much pace, yeah. but then specifically a lot of players that can break the line and they structure up really well. I mean, the main thing is if Hawthorne can start the game well and really, you know, score heavily early, which has not necessarily been their biggest strength all year, but if they can come out and really dominate early, early. Essendon, I think for me, the only real issue for me is that they've taken, against Sydney, they really did take their time to get going. 
So I think if they can really get, you know, 40 to 15 or something along those lines, they really boost it ahead up until the second quarter. Obviously, Essendon are going to come, but if they can boost a significant score, it's going to make it a lot harder and just put a bit of doubt into them. So obviously, it's a Hawthorne home game, but there'll still be massive crowd for both of them on the Saturday weather-wise. It looks like it's going to be, you know, much clearer. So there's only 10% chance of rain. So it looks like this is going to be a much clearer day, which is great for, for the footy. And it looks like it'll be pretty pretty sunny through most of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and touching on your point, for, for me, Hawthorne really have to bring their kicking game. Oh, that that has to be elite. That, yeah. that kicking game is the type of game that can break open games. The thing is, they don't have their best kicker off the half-back line in Sicily still. So... It's a lot of pressure on that back half. Uh, without him, Birchall's still not playing. And yeah, yeah I, I think there's just, as you said, the pace and, a the few play- pieces. And, the, and the players on Essendon's squad that can break lines. Uh, and obviously they've got someone playing unbelievably good football in Hurley in their back half. He's obviously going to be able to navigate against a rough head or a gunstone or whoever he has to pick up quite convincingly. I and I think thought. if some Essendon have got a really quality bag of mids, we spoke about that on the review pretty heavily. And I think, you know, your Hebbles and Merritts and Myers and these guys, if they can spend time on Mitchell and try to nullify his influence at least, at least hold him to 30 possessions because he's going to get 30. We just don't want him getting 40 and 50. So I guess if you can, you know, hold him back just a little bit, hope, hoping, you know, Amira doesn't sort of dominate too much. That's the thing. Their mid is starting to really get a lot better. I think for me, if, if Hawthorne are going to win this game, your Warples and a lot of that second tier is absolutely going to have to lift and they're, they're going to have to play you know, lights out stuff to beat them. Because I, I just think Essendon have polish all over the ground. Absolutely. Their forward line is so potent. <laughs> Their you know defense obviously it's quality. Def- I think we've we've spoken how good Strats has been all year, gone really under the radar. And I think a lot of Hawthorne's backline is great, but you know they, they've got a lot of problems here. It, Richmond's sort of problems in that there's just so many smalls that can score completely out of the blue. You know Fantasia can get off the chain, Tip and Woody can get off the chain. It's it yeah it's tough. So you'll see. I Stratton will go to uh, Fantasia. You would think so. Yeah. He's done the and he num- can run too. Cause, yeah, because he's done the number on Eddie Betts numerous times. Yeah. From there, I don't know how the rest of them stack up because yeah. they don't have a really big key slow forward. So what does our mate uh, Ozkick do? Yeah. Who knows? Mm. And yeah, I think that's the other point. Essendon are uh, elite and in a very good position to be able to tag out Isaac Smith and Mitchell. They yes. still have and still be able to get win enough of the football because that's how deep their midfield goes. You would think so. Like a, a battle I'm really looking forward to is Devin Smith on. I say I reckon he might play on Amira through sections of the game as well. I think he can run with him. It's a fascinating encounter. There'll obviously be a lot of different matchups throughout so the game. So much hatred between these two clubs too. They don't, they don't love each other. <laughs> it'll be it'll be very very yeah, interesting. Yeah, one of the sand type game. Yeah, I mean, I, I hopefully, I mean, look, it, it'll be fascinating to see if it's a very even game. I, I think the Hawks. Yeah, uh, if they had if they had your Birchels, as he said, and Sicily's in, I'd be pretty tempted to to roll the dice. Obviously, they've got the master coach there as well. But geez, it, I just feel with you know Essendon's running power. And after having watched them pretty much dismantle Sydney in the second half, yeah, I agree. Obviously, Sydney struggled in the second half, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go the Bombays, but it could go either way. And Essendon at some point are going to dip. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I I'm not convinced they're this incredible fairy tale that's going to win every game from here. They absolutely could, but at the same time, I, I don't know. I just think that you don't get to that position for not, you know, out, out of nothing as well. Like they yeah. lost a lot of games. They, they lost to Carlton. Like I'm. I'm not saying they're going to turn up like that, but at the same time, I worry about how much they're going to turn it on. And they allowed Sydney for a good, you know, 40-odd minutes to play their way, which is not ideal. And if they do that against a Hawthorne, who can punish you a lot harder, if Bruce gets off the chain, gets four or five early, that's the thing. Like, it's a very hard tip. It's one of the hardest of the round. But we'll keep moving. So I think we both think Essendon for that game. Definitely at this stage. We'll watch the ins and outs. In another classic encounter. You'd think it'd be a pretty quality game. Yeah, so Brisbane oh, and so Brisbane North, yep, yep, at the Gabba, so sixteenth, tenth, so. 
Brisbane, the best worst team going around, three wins and then two losses and then 10. So, yeah, amazing game from North to, you know, really get back on the winner's board with that game last week in Tassie against the Eags. Interesting game. So only two wins out of the last five. So not very good form, North really, but then obviously really good last week. So maybe that will give them a lot of, you know, run into the next game. Yeah, it's a, it's a big challenge. And this is that danger game that North probably have left for the reigning year. Brisbane, obviously, been playing really, really good football, have come off of a heavy loss to a very informed Geelong. However, they're back at the Gabatoire, yeah. and they seem to be very, very difficult to beat up there now. They've got a lot of confidence, and I'm just wondering whether the trip to Tassie and then back up to Queensland may just be the deciding factor for North Melbourne. They're obviously playing some really good football. The other point is they're going to be playing without Sean Higgins, who has been massive for them for the last yeah. few weeks if not most of the year so yeah this is another great game on paper if we just purely look at the ins and outs at this point I think Brisbane will be the upsetting yeah. team I think this Brisbane week. can win this game Yeah, and I think that then just puts a, a dagger in finals hopes for Bruce. unfortunately I'd love to see him play finals because they play exciting brand yeah. of football however I think the Lions have got at least one or two more wins in them and this is going to be one of them. It kind of feels like the fake out game though doesn't it because you look at it and you, th- it's, you know every round kind of has that fake out game where you look mm. at it and you think oh yeah North you know no Higgins Jacobs is still concussion no weight you know this is the thing a lot a lot of this but oh geez it's, it's a tough tough pick we don't normally talk odds but they are dead even on the odds so Uniac you'd think would be a bit of a chance to you come back as well yeah he yeah. had a really good week in the VFL yeah uh, Horovitz Turner as well so there's a, there's a few of the, these guys sort of nipping at their heels there's a, some talk that waits a chance but it yeah. sounds like it's a small chance small chance and he hasn't played for goodness no. ages ages yeah. he, is he going to be the weight that we saw at the start of the year probably not but you never know he's the sort of player that could come in, come in seven, though. seven so that's the thing you just don't know what he's who knows? or he comes in and gets one disposal yeah and breaks a leg or something yeah <laughs> one of the, all of those so it's a, a fascinating encounter Brisbane you would think would win another game between now and the end of the year they, they're a quality side they've pretty much stitched up that you know 16th place yeah so <laughs> Lock 16th in. Lock that in. But yeah, yeah, fascinating scenario. I am going to tip Brisbane. Yeah, I think Brisbane, just because it's at home with a lot of travelling, they have to go Tassie back to, as you said, Tassie back to Melbourne and then up again. Yeah, and the pressure's off the lines now, whereas there's so much pressure on North Melbourne for the rest of the year. And playing free at the back end of the year, you do win these sort of games. So I think, yeah, and hopefully we can get to see another quality game from Rayner, which will make the rising are really interesting because if he has another if he has a blinder it starts to make it really questionable as to whether Stevenson does win it but who knows yeah he's uh, he's got some uh, co- stiff competition you know, over the last month uh, and he didn't have a massive game last week either, no so, so you've got uh, Dude in Adelaide you've got uh, Rain up in Brisbane Rainer, yeah. and um, there's a few others around Snag yeah. Snags at Richmond old man Snaggy yeah, yeah so. so we'll keep moving but yeah we both yeah, think both Brisbane Brisbane yeah. just yeah but it tell you what I mean if you tip north you're not really well, throwing it away I was going to say the first three games you could flip a coin they're, they're, they on paper they all look like they're going to be really close yeah I think tipping comps are going to get shaped quite a bit with this <laughs> yeah, round absolutely this is a very tough round so it, it doesn't it, change it, with it, the next game no exactly so <laughs> next game so the Adelaide Derby so Adelaide Crows versus the Port Power so Crowey's just losing to the D's last week and so, Power getting that win in Ballarat. So what's this? This is like showdown 38 or something. Or 40 showdown now. 4 million. So yeah. 12th versus 4th. Obviously Power having a, a better year. They've won three of the last five. And actually, interestingly, Crows have won three out of the last five. I didn't realise that. So win, loss, win, win, loss. That's interesting, isn't it? Because it feels like the board are doing a bit better. But that's just what the ladder sort of tricks you into thinking. So fourth and twelfth. Look, Crows, yeah. obviously, they were really good against the Ds. In some respects, you can argue they were a bit unlucky. That Lynch kick, as we mentioned, right at the last minute. And then the inside scrape of the goalpost with Betts, where he's, you know, he's kicked five million of those so yeah. very unlucky in a way towards the end this is a fascinating game and it kind of feels like a game that the Crows would win for pride there was a you know pretty rubbish encounter the power played they you know didn't need to play too much because they played a very 
depleted dogs, but in horrible conditions. Where do you see this playing out? This is another, again, such a hard tip. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, Power are, are, you know, this year have been a better side, way less hampered by injury, but far out. They've disappointed us on a number of times throughout the year, though, Power in, have, yeah, yeah. in games that they should have easily won. I'm not saying they should easily win this. The showdown is never a close game. They could be first and 17th, and it would still be a, a yeah. huge blockbuster. I think Adelaide, yep, they'd be very disappointed in not getting over the line. They had that massive run in the last quarter against the D's. So it's going to be a scrap, and I think my heart says Adelaide, and my head says Port, and that's because Port has just been in these positions too many times this year for me and haven't delivered the type of football. So you're going to tip Adelaide? Yeah, I'm going to tip Adelaide. I'm going to power, and I, but, I, but at the same time, I completely understand what you're saying. I just think... If you look at the ladder, I think right now, you know, Port have a chance to basically cement themselves in the top oh, four. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's the thing. They have so much on the line. Obviously, Adelaide have pride on the line, and that can mean quite a lot. Adelaide's still, you know, technically a mathematical chance, but very, very, very unlikely to make finals. I just think, yeah, I just think the pressure inside, internally, within Port, and I, I really like Dixon's game last week. I think he might get a bit off the chain. And when all the pieces are working at Port and Dixon's working, as well, that makes it pretty yeah. pretty dangerous. Are they likely to get any um, so players let's go, back? Yeah, let's go through that. Yeah. So we'll look at let's look at Adelaide first. So you know, let's look. Main aspect of it is so Seedsman no good, so hamstring, uh, and then McGovern AC. Yeah, so he's yeah pretty much in doubt, yeah. and then Cheney, Cheney got a weak yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, and Duda concussion. So who knows what goes on with that in terms of the concussion? And then we're recording this Tuesday night, so obviously we don't know what's going to happen. I'll leave that right to the game and then Douglas uh, ankle and then McKay ribs as well so you would think I think let's say Dude comes back in the the other key in is Richard Douglas as well so he's a chance to come in Uh, David McKay is a bit of a chance too and the other one that's that's a Sort of sitting on the edges is Brody Smith. Who? Yeah. yeah. Basically haven't seen him all year, which is... Uh, First game of the season. Massive, so. Yeah, well, they missed him so all be, year. Yeah, so it'd be great to see him get a couple, at least a couple of games under his belt just to get him ready for next year. But we'll wait and see. And, they, I mean, they get that's a lot of ins. They'd almost be their best team they've put on the park for the whole year. You really can't. It's so funny. Like, the more I read it, the more I think Adelaide are going to upset this. But anyway, yeah, Port, so... Yeah, look, Port, well, I reckon, will remain pretty much unchained. Uh, unchained. Unchained. Hopefully, they're, they're unchained in terms yeah. of ability to play. Hinkley will want to have them unchained, that's yeah, for yep. sure. So, uh, Dougal Howard, so he uh, had the hand injury, so you'd think... Yeah, you'd think Howard. He'll, yeah, you'd think he'd return from that hand, um, and they they might get rid of um, like a Jack Homebush or a, a Clury or someone like that. So yeah, yeah, but I don't probably not basically nothing to talk about when it comes to Port in terms of ins and outs. Not nothing major. No majors. Yeah. Whereas tough, tough tip. Adelaide, Adelaide could potentially um, get a have, lot their, of have their eighteen. How are they? How is Brody Smith going to be playing though? That's the thing. Like you would think he probably only sees fifty to seventy percent game time he has not played much football at all and not I, even at reserve level so he's obviously not going to be match fit he might have a lot of well he's going to have fresh legs that's probably a good thing so he might I be quicker do that doesn't help either no, no probably not and uh, yeah it, it's going to be intriguing obviously the this, these games usually are between these two rivals massive game yeah it's I'm, I'm still going to go with Adelaide I, I think that this is the type of game that they love getting out for and they love sticking it uh, to Port Adelaide especially if it means Port Adelaide don't get that second chance they'd, they'd probably enjoy they that just, almost as much as playing finals I think probably even potentially more so at this stage yeah. but yeah look I'm going to tip the power but at yeah I mean I, I might I mean, look yeah hold it off I think and definitely check the ins and the outs because if there are a few of these guys that we're saying are going to get up and don't then it starts to flip yeah you, absolutely given put more how key the Christ injuries power. are yeah so next game which is really interesting even though it's 15th versus 14th the Saints versus the Doggies you're not playing for anything at all really bit of pride bragging rights yeah that's about it Eddie had yeah that's it so not, next game no, no I joking. mean two, yeah look Saints have been in better form two out of the last five obviously not great which that sounds good for the Saints and 
and then Doggies won out of the last five. So Dogs and Wheels have really fallen off. Saints have been kind of... They would be in a hell of a lot of games if they could kick it through the big sticks. If they could kick goals... <laughs> they've got a goal-kicking coach. He was fairly dick-eye. Uh, dick his name's Dixon. Uh, Dead-eye dick, dick uh, at Hawthorne. Such a weird phrase. Dead-eye dick. Yeah, who knows. Who came up from. with that? Yeah, so he hasn't had any uh, any luck getting them to kick efficiently. So maybe they're overanalyzing everything. And it's just, a, you know, just pretend you're in the backyard kicking the footy to your mate do that and just I don't know what's going ones, on but it's it's horrendous there's so but many games they should have beaten the Giants just gone they should they should be pushing for finals well yeah but I mean just gen, like not to no. stretch it too far but they should have bare minimum beat the Giants yes yeah, true they only yeah. lost by a few goals in the end but. so if Saints can kick straight they win it's all about the Saints if they well, kick straight they win Dogs can only play about a quarter and a half that's the other problem yeah, true they showed again they only play a half it's a bit of a busted ass game I was so, trying to get up for it but yeah it's a bit but so look, I'm going to go on form. The Saints have got one extra win in the last five. If this is on free to air, well, that's disappointing. No, I don't think it is. Is it? Oh, Surely the next night game is on. No, yeah, you're right. It's Fox. Good news. Yeah. So <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So they might get a little bit of a percentage boost here. The Saints, even if they kick oh. ten points in the second. I'm going half, to tip the Saints. That's going to be more. Yeah. Than the, what the Dogs can muster up. I'll tip the Saints because I, I just think they're they're due a win. They've been in a bit better form. The yeah. wheels have fallen off when it comes to the dogs they've just lost so many players and yeah I, I, but at the same time it absolutely could go either way so yeah this is a very and again another really hard tip very hard it's tip. a very hard round there's only really a couple that you know which is on the Sundays which well there's really all games on the Sunday are pretty obvious I would have thought but we'll um, we'll get to those in a minute but yeah I'm, I'm going to tip the Saints what about you? Yeah, I think the Saints might win by about 40 points. Okay, so they finally get the, get the straights. Yeah. Next game on the Saturday night. So the big game, Swannies versus the Pies. So ninth versus third. Incredibly, the Swans are ninth now. Amazingly, adds to all of this, they've only won one out of their last five. So loss, loss, win, loss, loss. The Pies, obviously, fantastic form. Still a really good club, even though they've got a, you know, starting to get a bit of a mounting injury list. Yeah. Three out of the last five. Well, okay. SCG as well. So this is how bonkers this season is. If Collingwood lose, they could fall out of the eight. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's getting to the point where if someone said to, to me, that's... if someone loses, they're getting a spoon. They're going from first to spoon. It's almost getting to that point where it's like, yeah, really? But yeah, it is. It's crazy. It's that close. It is that so, close. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've, you and I have said constantly, as soon as halfway through, you've got to pick on form. You've got to pick on form. You've got to pick on form. I'm not. I'm actually going for the Swans. I can't see them losing this game. I don't, don't ask me why. I, there's something in me that says Collingwood... It's a backs-to-the-wall game, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. They've got to come out and stand for something. They generally play very well against the Pies, regardless up of... Up there, they play some good games, yeah, too. Yeah, and Pies do play well up in Sydney as well, but I think this is just that game where Sydney will bond together and get over the line and just keep that very slim finals hope alive and then put some real pressure on Collingwood to uh, stay in the finals race if they do lose. Yeah, it's an interesting scenario. So, the, obviously, so... Jones got suspended for Sydney, so McVeigh looks like he's pretty likely to play. So you'd think McVeigh comes in for Jones. And a real warrior in McVeigh. I mean, I think a bit of back to the wall. You'd think he would really come and, and turn it up. Yeah. And so if they can get Jack yeah. as well, who's a much slighter chance of coming back. If he's they can a get much the, smaller chance. But yeah, if they get those two back, he hasn't obviously been in great form, though, when he's come in, though. Like it's he, more he hasn't about, been great. Not great, but it just brings that uh, senior, that experienced head, being able to know how to make the right... He hasn't played good football, but he wasn't turning the footy over either, which they probably need against a team like Collingwood. He's just a steady head. Yeah. Who knows? We'll wait and see, but yeah, there's just something in, in me a bit... I don't know why it's so weird seeing I uh, shouldn't be picking Sydney there. No, but it's look so let's look at Collingwood as well. So let's move through this. So yeah. there's the the other scenario is there's so many injuries for Collingwood True. now. So Sharonberg out, uh Mircek as well, that's a thing. There's a, a couple of different issues here. So it's you know, what what do you do? Like how concussion we don't know what's gonna happen throughout the week, but you think, you know, not not really ideal. Mircek's been fantastic. Sharonberg was just starting to get some form. It's so average. And then, you know, how that concussion. So it's really gonna be more fringe VFL players that are gonna come in. Maybe Aish comes in 
McLarty's a bit of a chance. Even uh, Madgen. There's like there's a, a lot of different, you know, a lot of not mm. of names that Old are very um, known. Yeah, and well, Crocker, but yeah. Other there's than not, that, but then not there's big names. No, then there's other names like Oxley. Well, look, it's worked for them all year. These unknowns and have all become fairly well. That's known. true. Yeah, but it's got to fall off at some point. Absolutely. I, I, I think I'm going to go with Collingwood because yeah. I just think that there's enough that's still on the park that should be able to get it done, and the Swans have. Really fallen off the they perch. They really have fallen off. They have really fallen, and we we flagged this a couple of weeks ago. We picked the last two losses, so it does feel like the the wheels have massively come off. I, I just can't not tip on form. I think Collingwood just for me. Then you know, I, I, City will put up a fight. But I think Collingwood will you know, really want to cement themselves top four and you know maybe pushing towards top two. Yeah, absolutely. So Sunday games, so the Blues versus the Giants in what doesn't look too entertaining. 18th versus 5th, so Blues amazingly got a win against the Gold Coast, which still haven't won a game up at Metricon, which is unbelievable. And then the Giants have won four out of the last five and you know, a heap out of the last heap. So, so it'll be a slap back into reality great. to Carlton. I think We'll Giants are winning by a long way. Yeah. yeah, this is going to be a pretty average game, I would have thought. So, one ten at Etihad Stadium, big reality check, I would have thought, after uh, last week. And I know that the Giants had a pretty soft game against St Kilda too. So, not um, not looming very large. And Giants have so much to play for as well. So, the the other thing that's even worse for Carlton is uh, serial killer Jeremy Cameron will be back in. So, the, the murderer back and also Griffin back, you would think, too. So, yeah, that, that's the thing. Quali- a lot of quality to come in, which doesn't help their Cadden. And and what's happening with Cruz, though, we don't know. Did they lose Yeah, so... Oh, my Cruz, we still don't know what the yeah, story is. Yeah, still got a bad, bad ticky-ticker. Yeah, tickety-tickety. Uh, Kaz Bolt, uh Surely you don't bring him back. Well, so Kerno ended up getting fined, so he hasn't he's been okay suspended, so yep. he's in. So he got the $2,000 fine. The AFL obviously felt pretty bad and didn't want to see this blow out as far as it could have so put their you know one of their best players in yeah makes sense yeah and yeah I mean look I don't think it's going to make a difference who comes in or out that you know Carlton unless could, they got a Carlton could get half of Richmond's squad playing for them and I still don't think they'd win I reckon they might be a bit pretty close they'd be better they'd yeah, be more competitive better, yeah. but there's still half Carlton players so <laughs> no yeah. they're not going to get with I think Kui I think a fit Kui probably wouldn't probably wouldn't get this done well this so. is the thing um, Cripps has uh, obviously been amazing hot player. and he was unbelievable but last the week. Giants will they'll absolutely cover him and back I end of the season they might even rest him I mean why play him yeah I, mean, I don't they understand. want Jack Lacocious yeah so, put well, him like, on ice but that's the other thing put him on ice they, yeah. they've got nothing to play for They well can, literally they're 18th 18th yeah, yeah. yeah. So, they've won two games for the whole season they, they th- and that's not tanking that's nothing that's just being smart on player management Cripps has had an well, unbelievable season Carlton fans it's tanking but I know what you mean yeah, yeah. I mean there's, that's you want Cripps up and firing for round one and but yeah look I, I think they'll, they'll they'll have to play him they can't not play him at yeah. this point they'll get they'll probably get, get fined if they don't might get a Brownlow something yeah. just to celebrate I can't believe people were saying that there's no way he's going to win the Brownlow you can't lose that many games come on he's not going to you got that funny look in your eye he's oh. not he won't win the Brownlow I, I bank, take it to the bank he will not win the Brownlow he might finish top 5 but he won't win the Brownlow yeah I reckon he's top 3 yeah but they yeah. still they're still not winning it though I don't think so anyway back to the topic back to the topic Giants yeah, yeah Giants like by a long, long way. By more yeah. than ten goals. Yeah, more than fifteen goals. No, no, no. It's not going to be that bad. It'll be the Giants. Also, once they get ten goals ahead, like what Richmond yeah, doing at the tough. moment, they sort of just keep the pedal at sitting in an idle position. And then if it gets a little bit south, they push it back down, and then let just sit it back down, and then push it back down again. So there's no no need because look at you know there's only a few weeks to go. They need They're to going get, to go deep into the year. Yeah, I'm just thinking, well, Cameron, get him into some goal-kicking practice, trying to see if he can kick six or seven or eight. Toby Green, a bit more kicking practice, maybe get five or six. Well, the, the one thing is, I mean, the Giants are sitting, if you look at the percentage, so Richmond 137, so going down the ladder from top to bottom, West Coast 121, Collingwood 118, Port 116, Giants 113, so real drop-off. 
and then Melbourne 127, and then we'll get into the next game. They're going to get even more, and then Hawthorne 122 because they've been belting teams recently, and then Geelong a bit of a boost recently with Brisbane as well. So 120. So yeah, I mean, look, Giants to get a big, big percentage would probably help. You're right. Yeah. 113. If they're able to win by 75, 80 points. Yeah, that's where I reckon they're going to win. Maybe. Like, yeah, yeah, it's in. But at the same time, goals. if it's if it's too arduous, they'll just say, oh, look, we can pick it up somewhere else. They're that good of a side. Yeah. It's true, yeah. Next game, which will be another percentage booster, Sunday, it doesn't look great. The rest of the round looks fantastic. It's just the Sunday, and I don't... The last game might turn okay, but the first two look pretty bad. So Melbourne versus the Old Coast, 6th versus 17th. The MCG. MCG. Yeah, which, you know, yeah, obviously they're going to get, you know, torn apart on such a big ground. And so Suns won, you know, one out of their last five, but it's one out of the last million. And then Melbourne, three out of the last five. Hung on, but yeah, that that they're not going to get into a you know mental demon type position in this game. They'll they'll kick probably 60, 65 points by halftime as a bare minimum, and then it'll really get. I early. think they might be there by quarter time. I Maybe they'll have about eight or nine goals on the board by quarter time. I think the thing that it hurts them a little bit though is Hogan is pretty out of form and injuries and stuff. If he was up and about, and McDonald, would, then if they were really they got sort of 10, 12 between the two of them, and then you know chips from the other guys. Yeah, but, I'll be I'll be interested to see if they. Pull what do they Hogan, do with Paul Hogan? Hogan late? Just put him on ice. Just experiment with Petrarca playing a whole game in the forward line with Tom McDonald. Maybe. And just, you, and just see how that goes. This game will be worth watching from a tactical stance just in terms of what Melbourne do because they probably will try multiple different things because yeah. you would think they're going to be so far in front. They're going to try a whole bunch of different things just to test out different game plans because they're going to play a range of different sides this year. So they need to know you know how to beat a Richmond and a Collingwood yeah, but then absolutely. also West Coast play a different style. Absolutely. Like so. someone like a Cam Peterson come coming in for Hogan for to play management, that's that's a legitimate swap. Just yeah. if he because he does look tired, looks a little bit underdone. Excuse me for a second. <clears throat> and Cam Peterson is obviously a solid backup in the forward line. Can do a little bit of ruck work. So coming into September, you probably want to get him a little bit match fit in case he's called upon. So it will be interesting to see those late change if there's any late changes with Melbourne. I don't think Melbourne's going to have too much. The only one is that, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of players that are probably due a bit of a rest, given how, as, as we said, given how much of a, a dud game this is most likely going to be. But, yeah, I don't think there'll be too much to worry about. And Vine is still a little bit off, so that's that's not going to happen. And then in terms of the Gold Coast, the big one is, that's the thing on top of all of this, is that Stephen May got suspended. So And then Swallows in doubt as well, so you can argue almost they're two better players. No good. So it makes it even worse. So maybe Barlow gets a chance. Old mate forgotten Barlow, feel bad for him. He's getting good money to pl- just play in the knee. In the field, and he's dominating, obviously, such yeah. a high-quality player. Should've, they probably should have kept him at free. I mean, he's been a pretty good player. Like, they probably could use a bit of maturity there at the moment. But Yeah. I, I mean, I know Ross is trying to clean house, and he said, oh, we're getting rid of this player and this player and all that sort of stuff. But you do need some maturity there. Because yeah. look what happens when you don't. Yeah, the, they the fall apart pretty quickly. Yeah, it yeah. falls away pretty quick, doesn't it? So hopefully, yeah, he can come back in and, and continue to play on or in the next him. To get get something for him, to get, I thought you were saying advertise him to get stuffed. Ross has already done that. No, no, no. That, as in the Gold Coast to throw well, him out there, maybe get some pick for him. I don't know. Yeah. Not much, obviously. He's a pretty old player, but, but he could help. Um, a say killed or North or something. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> no, I'm joking. But yeah, we. I mean, it doesn't matter what they do. No, forget it. There's no point going to that. We'll keep moving. So, yeah, look, we think Melbourne, by how far you can throw a really, really small yeah, stick. Yeah, it could be 100 points. Although throwing a small stick's hard. Maybe a middle-sized stick that you can get a good distance. Yeah, like a javelin. That's it. <laughs> Next one, so to double derby scenario. Yeah. So we have the Western Derby now, the Derby of the Derby. West Coast Eagles versus the Fremantle Dockers, second v thirteenth. In, in what has become just almost a locked. I really liked the first program. one. Yeah, and, the and first one was great. Absolutely. So, and it's becoming just one of those types of games the you're locking to watch. To watch, I think this might be one of those odd games where West Coast just absolutely dominate, though. Yeah. So the big problem is that still no Fife, and it looks no, well, no Sandlance as well. So and on top of it, Harley Bennell, Diddy's. 
your calf again. So yeah, it just doesn't end. Cam McCarthy looks so out of form. I mean, it just hasn't worked. So I don't know no. what's going to happen there. Um, you'd think Ballantyne, a couple of these guys might be in the mix. Yeah, but no good. I think yeah, obviously they're going to get belted. Bit, yeah, belted. A big inclusion for them is the is Matthew Tabernard. He, yeah. he had a really good run in the V. Oh, the VFL, the the waffle. waffle on his return. So you would think just to just to have a target up forward um, to help will will be see him included. Uh, interesting note that uh, a lot of people were saying that Stefan Giro, young guy uh, from SA, uh, didn't have much of an impact uh, last week against Hawthorne. Um, those people were saying that obviously didn't watch the game and they saw his stats. He actually tried his guts out. He's like 20 and he's about 70 kilos. Mm. And had he been in the system a little bit longer, he probably would have been carrying that team with Monday. So I don't know where that's coming from. Hopefully he doesn't get dropped because I actually watched that game pretty intense and I thought he was their second best player behind Mundy. So. Yeah, Brayshaw, he was with... Uh, and Brayshaw, well, he was the other yeah. one. Yeah, exactly right. But yeah, Freo just don't have the weapons at the no. moment. To, I know, uh, yes, that they, they was very close earlier in the year, but they had so much more in the field and that everything was working. And So the other problem for Freo is so we'll go over to West Coast. So Shuey is almost certainly going to be in as well. So that doesn't help. And yeah, I mean, this is going to be... Yeah, the other thing too is that Jed is a bit of a chance too, so... And if they be... both come in, it's, yeah, this will be percentage time. Absolutely. The Eagles are going to be fuming over what happened last week down in Tassie. So you yeah. would expect them to come out firing, put a massive scoreboard pressure on And just hold early. that second position and just know that, you know, even though Collingwood are going to try to take it, if they, you know, really put away a few teams to the back end of the year, it's yeah. going to make it a lot harder because their percentage is pretty healthy as well, 121. So Yeah, you'd think they'd probably want to see it a little bit higher considering where they are on the ladder. But yeah, they over 100, anything over 100. 120 is really healthy. He's healthy, yeah. yeah. So we think West Coast probably yeah, by a fair way. I don't think, unfortunately, this is going to be too close of a game. Nah, I think it's going to be 25, 30 points. Yeah, I think that would be a great scenario for Freo to get to within that sort of range. So we'll recap the tips on the Friday night. Richmond versus the Cats. We both think the Tigs. I just think, yeah, with it being, you know, Richmond such good form, I know they've won so many in a row against, you know, so many different types of opposition at the G that, you know, obviously play that ground so well. But, you know, they're going to drop one at some point. But I don't know. And now I'm starting to think this is not it. A few weeks ago, you and I sort of looked ahead at a few different runs home yeah. and we thought this might have been the one. But I just don't. It just doesn't feel like it's going to be. No, I think they'll want to just... Because if they put this away, then they are locked in final. Nothing yet. They pretty much... Locked in four. finals, yeah. but top four. But top yeah. four is basically locked in then. So <laughs> yeah. they're struggling not to make. They're going to have big problems not making finals from here. Sada, yeah. Sada's going to have to get involved if they're not going to make true. it. True. Yeah. So and Richmond. Yeah. yeah, Richmond for both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday games. So obviously massive games straight up at one forty-five. Pubs loving this time slot. Hawthorne versus the Dons. So we yeah we both thinking Essendon. Essendon. Yeah, Essendon, but yeah. at the same time. Gee, this is a hard tip. And you think, you know, Hawks are going to... Look, the key is Hawthorne need to start well. If they can come... Because, you know, I've seen a number of games this year where Essendon, even though they've played well, they've been a little bit lethargic to start. They take a little while to get going. I spoke about on the review episode, just a little bit unorganized to stoppages, a few different things that just, just you know, they've, they've got to get a hold on their game. If they do get a hold of that, mm. then they're going to just smash teams from here to the back end of the year. But I think, yeah, Hawthorne, if they can start well, but... At this stage, unless there's some massive outs for Essendon that we're not aware of, I think the the Bombers. Yeah, same. Yeah, uh, Hawthorne uh, like being front runners uh, as far as having been front on the scoreboard, yeah. and they've got to bring their best game to to have a chance. With and just missing nice. Sicily and a few yeah. of these guys, yeah, not ideal. And then the next one, so Brisbane versus North up at the Gabba. We both think, oh. It's tough. Tough as hell, isn't it? And it will come down to the final teams. We both went with Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with Brisbane. I think no Higgins, no Jacobs still. Yeah. I think it's going to be pretty tough to beat the Lions up at the Gabba, especially having played in Tassie on the weekend. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think, yeah, Brisbane, you know, we're, we're actually pretty good last week against the Cats. Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, for me, we'll go, go the Lions. We'll ride them again for another win. Yep. They've been in pretty decent form of late. And then the SA Derby Derby. So Crows obviously power. We We're splitting split. this. So yep. you went, so I'm going with yeah. I think the Crows in an upset. 
and I went pow. I just think, you know, I, I, I keep saying it with Port, but at some point, you know, it'll, it'll all check in. And I know it's it's so hard to tell as well. What makes it even harder was we had a really good game that Adelaide were involved in against the Ds. So, you know, we sort of saw a fair bit of them and that gives me confidence. But then, you know, you look at the other side and Power obviously have so much across the, the field. That game they played against the Dogs was, you know, pitch black. It was such horrible conditions. It's very difficult to tell, you know, what, what that was like. Maybe that, maybe that late in the game, you know, affects them in terms of, of lethargy. But mm-hmm. at this stage, I'm going to go the power, but I'm riding the ins and the outs because there's a lot of very quality ins for the Crows. Absolutely, yeah. So Brody Smith, all these sort of guys. If they can bring, if all that happens, then maybe I'll flip it. Yeah. And then the next one, Saints versus the Doggies, we both went the Saints. Yeah, I think the Saints. Dogs are so depleted. Pretty comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And then Swanee's uh, Pies up at the SCG. So, interesting game. Very interesting game. And we're splitting this, I believe. I'm going... Rare, we do too many. I'm going with the Swanee's, I think. Uh, They're just going... Back to the wall. Back to the wall. It feels like they would turn around after the the week they've had and all the noise and everyone saying they're cooked, that they would turn around and win it. And that's, that's, you know, why we were sort of arguing back and forth last week with Essendon and Sydney. We ended up going with Essendon, but... I just think, yeah. I just, I, I just think that the pies still have enough there to get it done. Yeah, it's going to be especially with Buddy game. being so out of form as well. I mean, I know, like that's the thing. It's surely he's not going to turn around next week and just dominate. Like he's, you know, we we ran well, out of time on the Facebook show. I was going to talk. I was going to bring. Well, a listener raised a question about Buddy's twenty minutes and stuff. We spoke a yeah. bit about it on the review, but. He's not well, going to turn around now, well, surely. Well, it'll be interesting because he's coming up against a very depleted back line with Collingwood. So he might see this as he's, if he doesn't have to run, if they can just kick it to him in the goal square yeah. and see what happens. But it, it's going to be great viewing. I'm really looking forward to watching this game on the couch. Yeah, no, this will be a really good game. And then the Blues over the Giants. Giants by a million miles. Blues? Yeah, Blues. Blues, <laughs> blues by three They're, they're, they're yeah. on a roll. They've got one, one in the win. back. Yeah, one in. So, no, it's... Surely Giants by a long way. Yeah, they got so much long, to play for. They're, they're, you know, 60, 70% better team and, yeah, much better. And then no, the next they'll be, game, on, they'll be on off yeah. top two, potentially. Maybe. Well, I think it's going to be... The top four, obviously. Yeah, I think that third position could very much be there. So I think the top two is going to be locked in Eagles and Richmond. And then, so next game, Melbourne versus the Gold Coast Suns. Similar scenario, so Melbourne yeah. by a very long way, uh, especially given it's at the G as well. And then last game, Eagles versus the Dockers. We both think the Eagles. Yeah, Eagles, this will be the odd showdown. I think they'll just... There's been a few it. that haven't been great, but this, look, surely with so many outs from Frio, you know, all their, basically all their top players are gone. Yeah. And they're very much in a transition phase. And when you see these teams that are right in the middle of that transition back into the year, I just I know they've got a couple of decent guys in your chairs and uh, you know your Brayshaws and a couple of these guys that are okay. But I don't but, know. I don't see it. No, yeah, they got tore, torn. Scoring power is the big problem. Yeah. Like they just we've been saying it for like three months now. They got Frio torn, just can't score. No, and they got torn apart by Hawthorne. Yeah. Hawthorne and no West Coast. No, let's be honest. So you would expect a similar result. So that's that's it, guys. Thanks so much for listening. That's our tip and what we think of the round upcoming definitely check out the beyond the game episode that we did tonight so that you don't just have to watch it live the video doesn't disappear it's not a snapchat scenario you can get up on there and watch it anytime so people have been watching it throughout the week so that's really cool give us your feedback definitely send us any questions absolutely and continue to follow us on all the other social media platforms check out our mates at hopster home yep or a beer through them you check won't them out. be disappointed no enjoy the footy this weekend hope yeah. your team wins yeah that's it so thanks so much for listening guys we really appreciate it see you later thanks guys